Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. As we study your Word, Father, uh, make it more than just a guy talking, Father. May the Holy Spirit uh, reach into every heart and, and whisper truths and just make this Word come alive tonight in everyone that's invested their evening in learning from your Word. And I, we give you all the honor and all the glory in advance, and we all say amen. Today we're going to study what is uh, often called a wisdom psalm. And the reason it's called that is because it reads more like a chapter from the book of Proverbs than a typical psalm, which actually is, is, is a song. So this was sung, or, or it's poetry, but nonetheless, uh, we, we see, you know, it's very reminiscent of the Proverbs. Um, this particular psalm is, is really dear to my heart because it addresses an area of frustration that uh, plagued me for a big part of my, my early walk with God. And it answers the question, what do righteous people do when the wicked prosper? And, uh, you know, that may not seem like a big question to you, but the facts are, if you walk with God long enough, you're going to end up asking this question as well. And David here begins to lay out uh, some thinking is more than thinking. It's the inspired mind of God as it relates to the subject matter. But God moved on his heart to record it because he had some of these same challenges. So let's uh, open our Bibles to Psalms 37 and verse 1. And he begins with, do not fret. Now, the literal Hebrew uh, means to inflame. So it, it's talking about uh, us not getting heated, not getting fired up, not getting worked up. Do not Fret, do not let your fire begin to burn because of evil doers. Now, I wish I would have followed this advice. Uh, I've woken up in the middle of the night and uh, I've asked God, how could someone, you know, do something so wrong, so evil, so malicious and, and just so rotten and still live to breathe another day? And what also challenged me is sometimes these folks were, were people that, 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 uh, you know, claim to know God. And I was like, how could they do such a thing and their consciences not flinch? And, and they somehow go to sleep tonight while I'm, I'm awake. And sometimes it can seem like people actually don't have souls. And, and this is the challenge of anyone that really walks with God. You'll have moments where you're really trying to understand, God, how can you be just? And there be so much injustice or injustice around us. He says, do not fret. Now, this is a command. It says, strong as thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not lie. Do not fret because of, so we know why we will fret or why we might be tempted to fret, better put. Do not fret because of evildoers or be envious of the workers of iniquity. Now, what I've learned in my life is getting upset with uh, wicked people, evil people, call them whatever you want, is a very, very slippery slope. Because what happens is before long, you'll find yourself saying, well, you know, everyone else is doing it. Why shouldn't I do it? God, it is not fair. Uh, God, where is your justice? This is not right. You know, I, I think, Lord, I'm going to go back to handling things myself because I think I handle it better than, than the way you're handling it. And God, you know what? If you were really, really just, life would be different, circumstances would be different, and people would be different. Asaph, though, not just, this is important. The Bible says, let every word be confirmed by two or three witnesses. 
Asaph, also in the Psalter, in the Psalms, in Psalm 73, he addresses the same problem because he got hit with it really, really hard. And watch what he says, 73 and verse 2. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. The psalmist had almost lost his faith in God's goodness. Uh, why? B because of corrupt people. And uh, it, it created a real problem for Asaph, just like it did for David. He said, watch what he says. My steps had nearly slipped. So the issue in his life and heart became so serious, he almost fell away from God. For I was envious of the boastful, the proud. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, he started thinking, you know what, God, I'd be better off if I just started playing for the other team. I mean, you know, what, what's it matter? You're full of mercy anyway. You're going to forgive folks anyway. I might as well uh, just go out there and do what, what I want to do because everything seems to work out fine or just fine for them. Let me compromise just a little. Let me, you know, shave a few uh, corners here and there. And God, you can't blame me because after all, you really do, do not impose your justice on planet Earth. So we see David was struggling. We see Asaph also had this, this, this struggle, and you and I at times uh, may face this struggle. Just walk with them long enough. You're going to have a moment where you're going to be like, God, how is this happening? How is this so? Now let's go back to Psalms 37 and verse 1, back to David again. He says, do not, now this is an inspired writer. This is not just an opinion or some good advice. This is the Holy Spirit giving us uh, a command, do not fret. Actually, Jesus said it this way, rejoice and leap for joy uh, when people curse you, revile you, use you, say all manner evil against you. Very opposite of uh, what David was doing at times and also what Asaph was doing and probably what you have done. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Why? Because our faith informs us of one thing, and we see it in the next verse. For they shall soon, now God's soon is a little different than my soon, and sometimes this is where we struggle, but for they will soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. So what uh, David's saying is justice will be served. Payday may not come every 1st and 15th, but it is coming. But thinking like this requires Faith, And this is why the next verse says this. Let's, let's keep going. Verse 3. This, is, this statement is not out of nowhere. He's, he's really addressing the issue. He said, trust in the Lord. So the real issue is not a bad people problem as much as a faith and trust in God problem. And this is why the Bible insists without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, you will give in to the adversary. You will give in to your environment. You will give in to these arguments that argue against God's wisdom and his justice. He says, trust in the Lord. And watch the next clause. And do good. It takes faith to keep doing good when people do bad. But, 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 but here's the deal. We must never let what people do blind us to what God can do. And this sometimes, these circumstances that come against us, they're really here to challenge our faith, to make us question our God, question his goodness, question his just, justice, and, and eventually give up. So all of this that's happening on the earth is designed to harm us in one way or the other. But if we trust him, if we would have faith in God, we can make it through such seasons. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. 
Now, what he's saying here is don't leave your calling. The land there was a place that God assigned the, the Jewish people, the Israelites, to live. And he was saying, do not leave your assignment. Do not leave your calling. Do not leave your church. Uh, just, 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 just stay put. And instead of being offended, begin to do this. Watch what he says. Meditate and feed on his fullness. So dig, dig in your heels and feed your heart with the fact that God is faithful. And at times you're going to have to look in the mirror and tell yourself, God is faithful. Everything in the world is, you know, going to come at you like a lion wonder saying, God is not faithful. God forgot about you. God has overlooked you, but the devil is a liar. That's what he does. He is an expert at that, but you got to speak the word of God say, no, my God is faithful. He who watches over me, neither slumbers nor sleeps. I will rest under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. A thousand may fall at my hand and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Sometimes you got to say that to yourself if you're going to withstand in the evil day. So instead of uh, focusing your time, you know, and your energy thinking about the things you cannot change, meaning what people do, you have to focus on the God or you must focus on the God who will never, ever change. He's the same God that kept David. He's the same God that kept Asaph. He's the same God that, that was in Christ Jesus. Actually, Jesus is the second person of the Godhead, uh, but he's the same God that delivered Paul and Peter and all the rest. Your problems and issues are not too big a challenge for God, God saw this day before there was ever even the first day, and he knew that he had more than enough uh, to, to handle whatever situation any of his children might get into. Let's go to verse four. Delight yourself in the Lord. Now, by the way, we're in, a, in the Psalm series. I'm just selecting some Psalms, and we're going to go through them. And my hope is uh, at future points when you read these Psalms, you read them now with a depth of understanding, and you can get the pathos of, of what's really happening in these Psalms. He says, delight yourself. This is David. This is the antidote to fretting. In other words, instead of fretting, he's saying what Jesus said. He said, listen, when men revile you and curse you, what you need to do is thank God, bless God, uh, because so they treated the, the prophets of old. So he's saying the same thing Jesus taught us, but in different words. Delight yourself also in the Lord. Now, maybe others have some things that you don't have. Maybe they have popularity. Maybe they have uh, prosperity. Maybe they have power, prestige. But, but here's the deal. Better's one day in his course than a thousand in the tents of the Wicked. That's really, really important. And matter of fact, I'd rather take just a little with the righteous than much with the wicked. He said, delight yourself. This is the antidote to fretting. This is the antidote when it's like, you know, God has overlooked me. God has left me behind. God doesn't care about me. God doesn't love me. What we must learn to do is what is, is, is actually we have the, the, the prescription right here. Delight yourself also in who? The Lord, I'm not talking about just staring at your situation, going over and over again, your situation. Sometimes you got to move your eyes from your situation back to the Lord. And actually your situations are really distractions and just cause you a lot of angst and all the rest. But when we get our focus back on the Lord, it's amazing how our joy returns. Delight yourself also in the Lord, meaning we need to focus on what God has done, not just what a person has done. Focus on, you know, who God is, not just who a person has, has become. But th this is important. Don't let anyone grow so big in your mind and in your thinking that they become bigger than the faithfulness of God. Because in effect, you've just made them a God. So when you let anything or anyone, any situation in your life 
looms so large that you begin to walk away from God, you have just enthroned that person and given them the very thing that they wanted. And, and, and the adversary is, is more empowered than you ever, ever uh, could imagine. What I've, I've come to understand, and you've heard me say it before, but hopefully this time you'll, you'll hear it with your heart and, and believe it. I've come to understand that no one can hurt me more than God can bless me. No one can harm me more than God can reward me. So, you know, let it come. Let the arrows fly. Let people do things, but they cannot outdo the favor of God uh, on my life, on your life. They cannot outdo the blessing of God. Yeah, it might take me back for a moment, but God is faithful. And in the end, as Habakkuk says, it will speak and not lie. He says, delight yourself also in the Lord. And watch this. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. So when we turn our focus back to God, away from what folks are doing, uh, it's amazing how God begins to work on our motivations and, and work, work on our, our want to. And after a while, our want to will line up with, with God's will and we'll start receiving what we want most. And actually, we'll come to, uh, to, to uh, actually discover some of the things we thought we wanted, we didn't really, really want. Um, it's just amazing how that works out. If I would just turn my face to the Lord, and I'm not just talking about, you know, gritting and bearing and, and God, I'm going I'm to worship you just because. And, and there's a place for that. But delight yourself in the Lord. You know, Lord, I am thankful that uh, you are in my life. I'm thankful that you still am. They may hate me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that you'll never curse me. They may be cursing me. And you, you have to remember, you know, what side of your, your bread is buttered on. Uh, what side of your bread is buttered? I think I said that right. But the short of it is, you got to remember, he's a good God, faithful God. And though the world turns on you, God will never turn his back on you. So you have cause to delight, even if you're sick in body, even if, again, you're going through a major crisis in your life. God is still God. God still loves you. You still have an eternal destiny. The Holy Spirit is within you, you. You still have another day to live and God has another day to, to turn it around. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Verse five, commit your way to the Lord. Now, this is something I've learned, and I've learned this over and 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 over. I keep going over and over and over and over again. When people hurt me bad, I've learned to just surrender to God all over again. And instead of letting what happened drive a wedge between me and the Father, which it was intended to do, it just draws me closer because I know what the adversary wants. I know, again, he knows, you know, where my power lies. It's not in me. It's in my relationship with him. So if I let him drive a, a wedge between me and God, he wins. So when, when it gets bad and people do horrible things, I just turn to him. I just recommit. I resubmit. Like, Lord, is there anything you want from me? Any area of my life that's unsurrendered? Lord, I, I come before you. And, and it, it actually accomplishes the opposite purposes that the adversary uh, intended, all that he's doing uh, in my, my life. Commit your way to the Lord. Now, that word commit literally means to roll. And, uh, and, and, the imagery is a little bit difficult, but, you know, the, the, the devil pops me and I just roll it onto the Lord. He hits me again. I just roll it onto the Lord. And what happens is it's just, it just keep rolling it to the Lord. 
And, uh, I, you know, it hits me and it's intended to stay with me. And, and they, the, the people sometimes and the devil, of course, wants me to take it personally. But I just roll it off on him. Lord, this is your problem. Lord, I, I give it back to you. And, and, you know, they hit hard. I give it right back to him. And, and, I, and I let the Lord carry my uh, burden. It says, commit your way to the Lord or roll it, roll it over on the Lord. Trust. You see, it keeps saying trust. Trust also in him. So don't trust your own ability to react, your own uh, ability to defend yourself. Uh, but please notice he keeps repeating this term trust, particularly when we start getting mixed up about God's justice. Trust also in him and he, not me, he shall bring it to pass. So God will protect your reputation. I, I've been in situations, people have lied, people have, have cheated, people have stolen all types of things. But it's amazing how, how God uh, eventually brings things to, 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 to light uh, because the way he does things are, is absolutely flawless. And by the way, he does it in a way where you don't have to go to jail, um, you know, trying to defend yourself or trying to, to, to get even. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Watch six. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. This imagery is really, really powerful because what he's saying is God specializes in vindicating his own. This is what God does. He knows how to do it better than, than, than any other. And, and what he's saying is when God vindicates, he, he makes visible to all, just like, you know, when the sun rises, the fact it's day becomes visible to all. Everyone sees the sunlight of the day. I mean, unless it's rain, even then you still typically have a sense, unless you're in Alaska somewhere or, or Antarctica, you still have a sense uh, of the fact that, that it's daytime versus uh, night. So he's saying that, listen, your righteousness or your vindication will shine forth and everyone will see it as clearly as they see the noonday sun. So we have to learn to give it to God. Just roll it over on God. Give it to God. Verse seven. Now, hear what the psalmist is saying. He's pouring oil uh, into all of our wounds here. He, he keeps saying trust, but now he says rest in the Lord. Now, my problem is I often got anxious. I often got upset. I wanted to retaliate. I wanted to defend myself. And even if it wasn't about me retaliating, it was about at least me protecting my reputation and, and, and maintaining the things that the person might have been trying to, to steal. But verse 7 tells me to what? Rest. Do not be anxious. Instead, rest. Do not be anxious. Instead, rest. How do you rest when folks are trying to harm you and hurt you? Trust. And you're trusting someone bigger, someone stronger, and someone even more faithful than yourself. Rest in the Lord, just like a lawyer rests after uh, his case is, is fully uh, laid out. Don't try to defend yourself unless God calls on you. And, and Stephen did answer for the hope that was within him. Uh, but first, he listened to a whole bunch of junk. And uh, actually, when he answered, they ended up killing him. He became the first martyr uh, of the church. But this is important. Don't just tolerate. And this is what we have to learn. And this is sometimes my problem and your problem. Don't just tolerate God's judgments. Come to adore God's judgments. Come to worship God's judgment. Even in our fallen world, God is so 
wise, the one that created the cell, the one that created the stars in the sky and, and, and made, you know, light just travel fast enough that it gets to where it's going in the space it needs to in the earth, just the right distance from the sun. The God that worked all that out is still judging and assessing the affairs, the affairs of men and women. And I've, I'm coming in my older age to not only tolerate his judgment, but to adore. And Lord, you are wise. Lord, you know what? If you would have given me what I wanted, the way I wanted, I would have broke things. That person wouldn't have had space to repent. Um, you know, I, 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 matter of fact, I wouldn't have grown. And God is working his purposes through all these things that happen to us. And our brains are just not large enough to figure it out often while we're in the middle of it. Rest in the Lord. Watch this. And wait patiently for him. Now, it may take a while, uh, but don't let people's foolishness, even your own foolishness, distress you too much. Keep, keep letting God put the benzoyl, benzoyl peroxide uh, on, on the pimple, but don't squeeze and just, just trust God and let the medicine go to work. God knows how to deal with it, but it's so hard, particularly those of you that had acne as kids, not to put your hands on it and just let the medicine run its course. Then he says again, watch this, do not fret again. Don't worry. Don't stay upset because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes uh, to pass. Again, ultimately, all this is designed to bring a wedge between you and your God. Don't give them the satisfaction. Don't allow the devil to smile and say, you know what? My purposes have been accomplished. He's walked away from God. He's walked away from the church. He's walked away from his faith or her faith, etc. Cease from anger. Let God handle it. It takes faith to give it over to someone else. He said, don't, don't even respond emotionally. Uh, which is what I want you to do with your emotions base is delight in me. Just rejoice in God and don't let that bitter root start to grow and, 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 and linger in your heart. Cease from anger and watch this and forsake wrath. Don't take matters in your own hands. Then watch this. He's going to say it for the third time. Do not fret. Now, how many times can he say this in one Psalms by the Holy Psalm by the Holy Spirit and it not mean anything? It means everything. Uh, do not fret. Why? It only causes harm. It's only going to hurt you. So stop sweating all the things that, 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 that are going on. All it will do is shorten your life and make you look ugly sooner. That's, that's all it, it is going to do. We have to trust in the God who sees. The God who watches over me, again, neither slumbers nor sleeps. He sees all, and I'm going to trust him and leave it in his hands. For evildoers, now not, verse 9, he's saying the same thing that he said earlier. For evildoers shall, now it may not happen within the next six hours, it may not happen in the next six days, or even the next six months. But here's the promise from the Holy Spirit of God that created everything that is. For evildoers shall be cut off. The Bible tells us their end. So why are we sweating in the middle of it? Why are we worried? Why are we so upset? Why are we so anxious if we really believe God's word? You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.